Macworld Podcast number 379 for Tuesday, October 22nd, 2013, is brought to you by LearnVest. Go to www.learnvest.com slash Macworld for more information. Hello again, everyone. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm your host this week, Philip Michaels. Oh, what a day for Apple. Oh, what a day for Apple products. And oh, what a day for these two guests who have joined me today in the Macworld podcast. Jason Snell, Dan Morin, their fingers sore and aching from their live blogging exploits earlier today. But they're going to join us to talk about what they saw and heard in uh, in uh, the Yerba Buena Center Theater. Because we don't need our fingers for that. No. I, I've got mine in some ice, like yes. a lever. Yes, masseurs are yeah. standing by ready to tend to your wounds. But for now... You've got to do the, the the post-game interview, and here we are. That's exactly right. Yes. This is this is the this is what closes really for us the live blogging process is mm. talking to you about it, what we did. It's debriefing, you know, in a sense. <laughs> yes. Post-traumatic. I like to think of myself as your CIA handlers. <laughs> and and shortly after this podcast ends, we put a bullet in your brain and close the loop. But before all that, let's let's squeeze out the last bit of knowledge from those brains of yours and 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 talk about what Apple announced for us today. Uh, I guess we'll start with the iPads because that's sort of that's sort of the thing that everyone expects at this this October event now I guess well last year around this time we did have an event where they introduced some new iPads and at that point yes. it was kind of a surprise right because we had it had been six months or so since yeah, the iPad last 3 iPad. had already come out so like, well we introduced an iPad mini well that's really exciting and then and a fourth generation iPad with well, what well it was yeah. Apple getting its iPad update um, schedule onto it's, the it's holiday ducks. season it's cycle. Ducks in a row. Yes, right. plus addressing the fact that the iPad 3 was a little pokey because it was first with Retina and didn't have all the graphics firepower that maybe they wanted, so they gave it a little a little boost, a little goose, and so now it's a year later, and here we are. What a surprise! And 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 what does the what has the year brought us? Wow! There's what? so so the iPad line expanded last fall with the iPad Mini. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was still the regular iPad, the classic iPad. And this year, Apple has decided to formalize the name of that bigger iPad as the iPad Air. So the new, we have two new iPads plus two old iPads making yeah, up the I, product line. I really enjoyed that we have an iPad. So look at we have a, what, four iPad iPads. Mini, an iPad Mini with Retina display, an iPad Air, and an iPad Two. Right. <laughs> this yep. is like Apple going iPad A, iPad. Three. <laughs> I, I think they should. iPad Red. Maybe they could call it an the iPad. iPad Dog. The Roman iPad Classic six. to bring it sort of in line <laughs> yeah. with the iPod uh, lineup, where it's the product line that will never die. The, the, iPod, the iPad, iPad Two is is the iPad Classic. They put a click wheel on that thing. Sells very well, apparently. Yeah. And then they they make them for cheap. The margins are good. I think that's the one that education tends to buy. Yeah. But um, we know all about the iPad 2 since it's been here. For... <laughs> no, let's talk about it some more. The iPad 2 is an interesting product, Phil. I think we want to hear about this iPad Air and what what's so airy about it. What's so uh, what's well, so su- new? Super light. I don't even know what's happening right there. <laughs> Alarm just went off that I set this morning. Apparently, um, it's super light. It's, I, guys, I gotta get up for an Apple event. No, uh, it's super light. It's only about a pound. And the old one was, I think they said, what, 1.4 pounds? Yeah. So almost a pound and a half. And it was pretty hefty, especially if you were putting it up against an iPad mini. You know, yes. you couldn't really – holding it in the old iPad in one hand was sometimes a little bit uncomfortable. Right. I'm not going to be, oh, my iPad's too heavy. I cannot use my magical device in one hand. 
But it was. I mean, it was not something. It was a the kind of device that you held in two hands or you propped it on your chest or your lap or something like that. And this new iPad Air feels. Um, you know, it's crossed under that threshold of easily kind of carrying it around in one hand, sticking your thumb on the bottom, and kind of holding it. It's it's um, it, it definitely has crossed over into that. It's it's I I reviewed for TechHive a few months ago a, a Sony tablet that was a full sized you know ten inch tablet, and it weighed about five hundred grams and. Um, I was impressed with this, the weight, and I thought, boy, Apple needs to get down to this this weight with the iPad next time. And in fact, the new iPad is a pound, so it's like what 450 ish grams. So it's 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 lighter than that Sony tablet. Sorry, metric system. I don't know. What no, that is. I googled it, but um, it, it's it's good. It crosses that threshold. This is now a product that you can just hold in one hand and not have to you know set it down right. somewhere because it's just a little bit too heavy. And they reshaped it too, so it's more of a, uh, a shape, shape with like the, the mini. iPad Mini, right? Where it's got the slightly thicker bezel on the top and bottom, and then the very thin bezel on the side, um, which is a little bit easier, a little bit, I mean, they say more comfortable holding your hand. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I hold my Mini in my hand you know, frequently. It's probably comfortable. I always worry about the, I do have the problem sometimes with accidental input. If I'm sure. holding it in one hand, my thumb accidentally grazes something, and now I'm like six pages ahead of where I was in my book. Um, but it makes a lot of sense. It looks much better. Better now that I mean, because I think the problem was once you had the mini, the old iPad, the full size looked a bit clunky. Yeah. Um, when you compared them, it was like looking at a picture frame. Well, that that was the iPad two design. Or something. That that that, that right. um, iPad had the two, three, and four all were the same, same design. Yeah. The iPad two, iPad one was thicker, the, but with the iPad two, three, and four, they all shared that same design. Right. And now we've seen a revision to that. And, that, and the case know. is otherwise very similar in terms of the angles of the case and the the you know it's got the same sort of button setup and all that stuff. So it's very much like a larger iPad mini, <laughs> which yeah. itself was a smaller iPad. So you start to get recursive. But the quickly. design language of the iPad mini is reflected here, yeah. and that makes it very different from the old iPad 2 design language. iPad 2, whatever happened to that thing? I, you know, don't know. It's, it's Not still important. here. It's lost to it's time and memorial. But no, so it, it, the iPad Air is... I mean, as somebody who uses the iPad Mini every day, when I picked up the iPad Air, I really, I, I, I kind of laughed out loud because it feels like a larger Mini. I mean, right. it, it definitely feels really familiar as that product, except with the big, the big screen. So you guys had some hands-on time, absolutely, with the, with mm-hmm. the iPad Air. Uh, what, what are, were your first impressions? Which you were sort of talking about there. Yeah, the weight. I mean, the weight and the and the size that it's smaller and 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 lighter is the big difference. Because otherwise, I mean, and I think it's presumably faster because it's using the A7 yeah, processor. Oh, we'll but, get to that. But um, well, it's yeah. more like it's more like holding like a magazine. Right, like a sure. It's kind of more. I don't know. There's an ergonomic change there. It, it encourages you, I think, to use it in different ways. We were talking about the one-handed design of it. Um, I think it's you know it's one of those things that now looking back that all those old iPads will seem kind of antiquated by comparison. So Apple once again figures out a way to make its old products look clunky and. Unelegant. You, <laughs> right. you mentioned the uh, A7 processor. It also has the uh, the M7. Does it not coprocessor? I believe it does. I think so. So um, it, I mean, it's it's probably simplistic to say that basically the the top of the line iPad gets the the features that Apple introduces in the the phones that it introduces right before the the iPad uh, update. But that's kind of what it's happened. Usually here. a pretty good guess. Although yeah. in this case, the Retina also got the A7 update, which I think surprised some people who were expecting, you know, an A6 or a tweaked version of the A6 or right. or something, or even a lower power. In the past, a lot of the iPad versions have used the uh, the X 
variants. You know, we had, I think, the A5X and the A6X, which were generally, I think, graphics updates to those. Um, and this time they just went straight out, it looks like, with the same exact chip, basically, as the as the iPhone 5S. Um, although we'll, you know, wait and put that to the test. But, um, you know, clearly I think the big news there is, you know, we, we've probably talked a bit about 64-bit when it came to the iPhone 5S. But in the same way that last year they made a big push on having the lightning connector on all of their current devices, this year I think 64-bit is the way of sort of going forward there for for the iOS line. And yeah. as, as we said with the 5S, this this is as much about giving you headroom yep. uh, on the software as it, as it is. Uh, well, they mentioned some stuff today in software that actually, you know, is different depending on whether you're using a 64-bit or a 32-bit device. So, you Tell know, me more, Dan Moore. Wow, I'm glad you asked. I believe in GarageBand, for one thing, you can record, I think, twice the number of tracks if you're using a 64-bit processor. And at the time, they kind of hinted at it because that section was before the iPad section. And so they're like, oh, if you're on a 64-bit device, you can record twice as many tracks. And Jason and I are looking at each other going, well, right now that's only the iPhone. 5S, yes. which seems a little short-sighted, but we're going to guess that there's probably more coming down here. Um, but, you know, that, that again, when you change sort of your, your basic level of architecture, it reduces the number of different things you have to engineer for. So going forward, if all the devices, you know, are moving to 64-bit, it's one less thing for people to worry about in terms of when you're designing apps to take advantage of new features. The Touch ID features, those didn't make it into the iPad. Nope. Is that a surprise? Is that a disappointment? Is uh, we, we had some people commenting on our live blog on both sides of it. I don't. I'm not surprised, and I don't think it's a disappointment. I think that's tech that is really on the cutting edge. It's only in the high end phone. I think phones need that security more than iPads in some ways. I, I just feel like they're more they're more likely to be used outside the home. iPads are often in the home or the workplace and a little less out and about. And I think they'll probably come, but I think that was one of those yeah. things that just was not something that would be dropped on the iPad line this it wasn't year. It was pressing. I didn't yeah. think the need to do it. And plus it does give that in the camera, which I think is another good example of someplace where they think that that's more useful to have that super cool camera on the phone yes. than on your iPad, despite the number of people I still say, t- see taking pictures and videos and with Apple's, their iPads. Apple's iPad video today showed lots of people using that camera. There was iPad a guy camera. next to us taking pictures with his iPad in there. So, I mean, despite the fact that people do that, the iPhone is clearly used much more as a camera. So yeah. I think that's that's the sort well, of... For the record, place. listeners, as we were talking about people <laughs> taking pictures with their iPad, we all shook all our heads. three panelists disgustingly, <laughs> sadly, yeah. in the room. Um, the Mini... Let's talk about the Mini and, yes. its, and its Retina display. Oh, I love the Mini. It's yeah. got Retina now. It We've, looks otherwise exactly the, the same. It seems to be slightly heavier, although I couldn't, as somebody who uses that Mini every day, when I held the Retina Mini, didn't really seem much heavier. I, I'm super psyched about the Retina. I took a look at it a bit yeah. on the floor there, and I, I, that has been the pretty much the only complaint I've had with my iPad Mini, was especially since iOS 7 came out. Since they rely so heavily on heavily on those thin lines and like really crystal sharp text and everything, it That's looks kind of crappy on the, on the iPad that doesn't have a Retina display. But at this point, every other you know sort of current iOS device that Apple is shipping has a Retina display. It doesn't make sense for them to leave the the Mini behind. I mean, of course, they've still they're still offering the mini in the same way that they're offering the iPad too. Right, but and it is more expensive forward, than the yes. than the old iPad mini. The old iPad mini was three twenty nine, yeah. and this is the Retina mini is three ninety nine. But the old iPad is now two ninety. The old iPad mini is now two ninety nine. Stretch out that yeah. range there. It's it's very which makes sense because that gets that that's the lowest price a new mm-hmm. iPad has ever been is two ninety nine for the non Retina. And mini. that's a pretty good. I mean, that's a good product. Two ninety nine yeah. 
online for the, it's a great I mean, product. the same product that you bought last year for 30 bucks more. It's, if you're going to keep the iPad 2 around, the iPad mini is essentially an, a small iPad 2. Yep. So that tech survives to, you know, that 2011 tech survives even further into uh, 2014. On that pricing front, um, we, we got an e- every, every time there's an Apple event, we get emails from analysts you've never heard of uh, yes. promoting firms that, that you don't need to pay attention to. And I, I got one of those today, and it was, Apple has totally abandoned the low-priced market. And this, <laughs> this just... Abandoned. Yes, abandoned. Because they used to they used to sell an iPad for ninety nine dollars, but no more. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's the lowest priced iPad ever at two ninety nine for a brand new iPad, and it is it is last year's model, but it is you know still being sold and supported and runs iOS seven, and you know they put the effort into having the, that that and the iPad two still run and iOS seven. Of course, those of us who have been using an iPad Mini for a year have been like, yeah, it's fine. I mean, it's fine. Works, works great. I got yeah. no problems with it. Yeah. So we're saying Apple will be crying all the way to the the, the, the bank. bank by. Yeah, I imagine that Mini's got margin in, more margin in now than it did a year ago, and that Retina Mini's probably going to going to do really well, I think, as well. Mm-hmm. In fact, I would say, Dan and I were talking about this coming over here, I think it's going to pose um, an interesting problem for shoppers and uh, yeah. a great uh, story, a great bit of story fodder for those of us who like to write about this stuff, about how you pick between these two models. Because it used to be you could get small or you could get Retina. And now the small has retina, and the big one isn't that big. Yeah. So now what? What's because you've got a, you've got a light ten inch iPad in the air and a retina light eight yeah. inch in the it mini. Really basically, just comes down to size, like physical dimension. Yeah, they're like, the same iPad. It's just right. you like it bigger that, or smaller. With the same number of pixels. Yeah. I wonder if the differentiating factor will be how you use your tablet, because sure. it seems to me that the and, and and you can make yeah. you you can you can uh, dismiss this. This will be good fodder for this article. This that will be good fodder I'm for the article. About. Let me let me plan it out for All you. All right, you I heard feel, it here first. I listeners. feel like the mini is really good for as a reading device, yeah. and because mm-hmm. it, it it has like a book like feel. Mm-hmm. Yes. Whereas the full sized iPad, such as it is, the iPad Air now, uh, that feels to me more of a creation tool because of the larger screen space, and you want to fiddle with the yeah. knobs, and you want more space to right. work. I've right. written articles on the on screen keyboard on the full size iPad. I've tried to do that on the mini and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I mean and and, the, and also I have I read comic books on the mini, but I prefer it on that full size iPad. Retina doesn't change the fact that the page is just really small and everything on it is really tiny because yeah. it's a smaller screen. So I, there are specific cases where I think the big one has it over the little one. Well, well, Phil makes a good point in talking about the fact that not just, you know, on a laptop, let's say we got a 13-inch MacBook Pro and a 15-inch MacBook Pro, which I'm sure we will get to in a moment. But if you have those two things, right, you have roughly the same way of interacting with it. Your keyboard's the same size, your touchpad's the same size, just your display that's different. But what's important to keep in mind with the iPad is since your display is also the way that you interact with it, it changes the kind of things that you can do on it. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot of, as, as Phil's saying, a lot of the apps that make sense on a larger iPad are a little bit harder to use sometimes on a mini one. Cramped, yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, I think, right down to the keyboard. Like, I am mm-hmm. less likely to reply at length to an email on the mini than on the full-sized iPad because it's it's harder to type on it. I mean, sure. let alone all the other app interfa- interface stuff. So, yeah, I think that's the question is, is uh, 
what do you want to do with it? Do you really need that extra space or not? Right, and even something just like transporting it. Do you do you, know, you want something that fits in your, your purse or your like small bag, or do you want something that fits in more of a backpack, right. messenger bag type thing? I think the important thing here is that Dan acknowledged I made a great point, which several makes, times, which makes him the best Macworld podcast guest ever. <laughs> yeah. uh, Where's the yes. soundboard? You, you make you make an excellent point there, Phil. Well, now it's too late. <laughs> ah, ground floor. Now it's too late. Um. Before we leave behind the, the world of iPads, um, what's the color scheme this time around? Uh, I, our, our, our dear friend and colleague Caitlin McGarry was hoping for the for the gold iPad, no, so no, she could have a, a matching there's set no with her gold, iPhone 5S. There's no gold. There's the there's the silver, silver and white, and, white, and, and there's space, space gray, gray, the final frontier. <laughs> These are the adventures of the iPad I, Air. Yeah. Its Spa- front is black. Its back is metallic gray. I'm a little sad. I liked my sleep. Like space. I liked my nice sleep. Like space gray, gray was I my like favorite that. 1930s uh, serial <laughs> hero growing Interesting. up. Interesting. It was my I was favorite David 19, Bowie album. I thought space band. gray yeah, was sure. much better than Flash Gordon. Space gray beat out Deep Purple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I, like you, Dan, I've got the black iPad mini, and I actually I really like it. the black back eh, and, well. and the, the slate. I got black, the, you know, I got a matching iPhone and a Yeah, Yeah, I got a black iPhone 5 and a black iPad iPad Mini, and they're both uh, they're both out. It's all space cool. gray these days. Why can't they just call it gray? <laughs> I think I think they. Yeah, that's a good question. I think the black. The problem with it is that it shows you know damage more than the lighter gray. So that's wow. what they're going with. I'm an iPhone five C man myself. Uh-huh. So. You've always had a colorful uh, yes. personality. Yes, to yes reflect, you are the colorful. To, refl- <laughs> to reflect my bright outlook on life. Yeah. Uh, but before we began recording, we were talking um, about uh, get, doing the rundown of what we're going to talk about. And uh, Dan, you said that actually the iPads may not have been the most interesting announcement at the at the event today. You know, I was telling this to Jason as we we're walking back that I thought the the meatiest part of this presentation today was also the shortest, which was the discussion of the apps. apps. They glossed, I mean, about 10 minutes, and they went through every member of the iLife and iWork suite yeah. and showed off maybe a feature yeah. from each of them. And they're like, well, there's hundreds more, and then they just moved on. Zoom, yeah. Well, let's let's uh, correct Apple's horrible oversight now here on the podcast. And, <laughs> we and just got back. We, yeah, we, we don't know either. anything. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there are depths to be explored in I, all of those apps. Was there, let's say at the first iLife update... Or I, I, I work, work update, update on the Mac years. in what six years? A long time. I want time. to say two thousand. Was it 07 or 09? Yes, okay, 09. okay, four years. Four yeah. years. Yeah. And not four much. Years. And not much change in the iOS yeah. version since the no, iPad. That's a big. Release. This is a big, big update. They were saving this whole well, thing to drop on and us. And they said, you know, we we went back on the Mac and re-arced it, did it from the ground up, yeah. which I think is going to show because, you know, they clearly changed the UI a bunch. They've those apps added a date bunch from features. like a decade ago. Sure, yeah. yeah. And they looked they looked dated. Yes. Uh, especially on the on the iOS versions even, which borrowed very heavily from their Mac counterparts. So they've clearly updated them to work with, you know, look more like iOS 7. And even on the Mac, they have a little bit more of an iOS-y Mm-hmm. Sheen to them. Um, not to say that they're you know ripped from iOS by any means. I think they're very clearly Mac apps. But yes. the simplistic part of it, um, I think, is is very much uh, iOS inspired. Um, I have to say, my my favorite you know feature that they showed off today was actually the collaboration, um, which was something I'd really been looking forward to, and I complained about before on our site. Um, yeah, he took it, he took credit for that one in the audience. I He's did. like that. They totally me. listened to me. That was me. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I mean, it is interesting that it's only it's only on the web. Yeah, there's not 
a collaborative interface. Not like app collaboration. On, yeah, you can't collaborate like one person using it right. on iOS and one person using it on the Mac, presumably. You know, the collaboration stuff is all in the details. I mean, I am yeah. both excited about it and have huge amounts of trepidation because I've seen web-based collaboration tools before that claimed that they were as great as that demo that we saw today. Sure. And then you start to work on it and you realize there are all of these limitations that make it. Um, so I'm going to be a little Eeyore-ish on this. I want I want to see them... I want to see it and use it and see if it it can live up to it because that's really hard right. to do. But even, I'm excited that they're trying. I think, but even at the basic level, the idea that you can send someone a link to an iWork document and have them open it, yeah, that's a step up in the, from in their where web, it was before. Open it in their web browser, and then if you guys want to collaborate on it, you can even actually independently, do that not in the in browser. Simul, like simultaneously, but like that was not possible before. Yeah. It was a real pain, and so I think that that's it's nice that they've acknowledged that. It would be interesting to see them sort of backboard it into the iOS 7 and OS 10 versions, but I'll take whatever I can get right now. Right. We'll come back to the Macworld podcast in a minute after this word from our sponsor, LearnVest. Do you know if you're making the right financial decisions? I sure don't, and I don't think most people do as well. So LearnVest has come up with an innovative approach to help you make progress on your money. It's been featured in Lifehacker, Forbes, The New York Times, and TechCrunch. When you join LearnVest, you get unlimited access to money tips and lessons. You can use their award-winning Money Center to connect to your accounts, set up a budget, and track progress against financial goals. You can also do this on the iPhone through an iPhone app. You can talk to a money expert for free by booking a 15-minute session and get information about retirement, debt, savings. Your expert will be able to answer your questions and give you the financial next steps. There's no jargon. It's just good financial advice. LearnVest is helping hundreds of thousands of Americans make better financial decisions, and it's completely free to get started. Make progress on your money. Just go to www.learnvest.com slash Macworld. That's learnvest.com forward slash Macworld to create a free account. What are you waiting for? Well, Dan shared his, his the feature that stood out for him amongst the uh, app demos. Uh, Jason, did anything stand out for you from what Apple was talking about with iLife and iWork? Well, I feel like iPhoto is such a core tool for the Mac. And on iOS, it was kind of a flop because it was weird and complicated and had this sort of strange interface. And I'm looking forward to seeing how they've revamped it on both on both ends. It's important how they revamp it on the Mac because that's such a – just for a lot of people, that is the number Stable. number one, you know, number two app they use on their Mac is this is where they've got their photos. And then iOS, can they do a better job of making it more accessible to people on the iPad? I, I flipped through it a little bit actually while we were in the hands-on area and – I was impressed. It looks good. It it almost kind of looks like basically a supercharged version of the Photos app, oh. which is kind of what it should be, right? Yeah. Like it's like it's the Photos app on your iPhone, but with more features and more capabilities. And it looked it looked very nice. And they did a nice job of integrating it with uh, the just this overall iOS seven look and feel of things. And it seemed like it would be much more usable. I never got into using the old version just because right. it always did yeah. feel very clunky weird. and very weird. So I'm I'm interested to see how that how that goes. Yeah, it was challenging and innovative, but it was just in, in the end it was just too complicated and too confusing, alien. Yeah. yeah. So we've uh, we've talked about software, which uh, we've decided is the most uh, interesting thing. It'll provide the most it'll provide the most fodder for us, I think, going forward because I think a lot of people are going to be interested to know what's in these apps and yeah. to see how they can get the and most we, out. We're of gonna them. have to dig into them. And but, that's something that they're not gonna find in that CNN story about there was a new iPad announced today. <laughs> right. But that's what you know Macworld is all about. So we'll we'll dig in. But before we do that, let's talk hardware. 
Yeah, or at least Ma- Mac hardware. Mac hardware oh, as yes. well. There was a lot of time devoted on stage to Apple, Mac hardware. Apple still today. does Mac hardware, huh? I had that moment during this presentation where I thought, "Oh yeah, the Mac." Right where it was like yeah. it was nice. Where, but it did it did feel a little bit like a reminder, like. Also, the Mac is from Apple. Because well, Tim <laughs> did a nice job, I thought, of laying out, hey, we still think that there's value in the PC as a product category. Right. We're not just trying to shovel it into a tablet or do something yes. with it that's not quite a, you know, not quite this, not quite that. You know, the the worst of both worlds as it was. Right. Because Apple's modus operandi uh, lately has been when there's a there's a new piece of hardware, they they announce it at the, the crack of dawn here on the West Coast. Yeah, 5.30 a.m. And that is that. Um, yeah, occasionally, for, for, for Mac stuff. Occasionally, the Mac will make an appearance at uh, at WWDC, but but generally, they don't, the Mac doesn't get these special uh, events. Not anymore. Not, not that t- much. Today, it did, the yeah. MacBook Pro, so let's talk about that. Yeah, the MacBook Pro, that's a nice-looking computer. I mean, we've seen the 13 and 15-inch, uh, both been around for a year and a year and a half now. We got the 15 first and then the 13. Yeah. Uh, and so nice updates Update to, both to both of those. Um, probably more in the speed bump range yeah. of things. Yeah. They did they did shave some some weight off the 13-inch, which is nice. And they shaved price off both of them. Well, yeah, I think nice. the price... Yeah, $200 down. The, 12, the, the price is the big, yeah, the, big story from my perspective, but I'm a notorious cheapskate. Well, so. the $1299 price, that's a historical price for a lot of Mac products. Yeah. And I think putting the 13-inch MacBook Pro there makes it a lot easier upsell from the MacBook, MacBook Air, Air because at the base, the MacBook Air is 1000 but you start adding things into that and pretty soon you're, sure. you're in MacBook Pro territory, and it's well, not they, that much heavier, and it's, you know... Uh, the Retina models of MacBook Pro were uh, were these... Uh, when they started, it was like the original MacBook Air. It was a high-priced, you know, get a taste of the future, but thinking. it'll cost you, right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and uh, once a product sort of settles, like the iPad, Apple just kind of churns it out at that product. I mean, the base-level full-size iPad has been $499 since day one, right? Yep. So... With the $200 price cut, what you're seeing, it sort of feels like is the Retina MacBook Pro has settled now as the mainstream Apple, you know, well, Apple it's Pro laptop. MacBook. It's no longer the weird right. uh, cousin. It is now all the way down at those regular I hadn't prices. I to see if, because for a while, the old MacBook Pros were still available alongside the Retina models. Yeah. But I can't imagine that they are anymore after today. And I if they are, work, they're in a weird place. They still they still marketed it and referred to it on stage as the MacBook Pro with Retina display. Yeah, no, that was just no like marketing. A, it's the, yeah, the, the, with a subtitle. Um, but yeah, these are the real deal now. This is, you get a MacBook Pro, it's got Retina, or you get a MacBook Air. Those are your options. And the prices ha- now reflect that in a way that they didn't, they had to take a couple of steps down to get there, but they're there now. And that's a big deal because Apple doesn't usually do that. Apple doesn't usually do up- upgrades and cut the price. Right. And, and remember that, you know, laptops make up the overwhelming percentage of Macs. Yes. Right? And so this is their this is their mainstay. This is where the Mac line has been it's heading. Like three quarters of their Mac yeah, sales. It's, yeah, it's yeah, a lot. Yeah, it varies between two thirds and, and three, three quarters. quarters yep. with the, and lately it's been about 70%, 71%. Yeah. So it's within their interest to, you know, be putting their best foot forward when it comes to laptops and trying to put the best product that they can out there. And, and as they do this, it differentiates them even further from their competitors who often come off looking, even in this realm, as copycats, right? You know, yeah. you see a lot of computers that kind of look like the MacBook Pro or the MacBook Air. Um, and that's because Apple is clearly leading the way. As they like to point out, They, you know, the PC market overall is contracting pretty much every year. But Apple's still doing blockbuster business when it comes to the Macs. Yeah. 
And um, the Mac Pro made a made a return return appearance today. Yeah, That's we fun. got we got we got reminded of some things that they talked about at WWDC. Mm-hmm. So we got the MacBook Pro, uh, or I mean the Mac Pro, and we now have a price right starting at twenty nine ninety nine, which is actually I wasn't sure they were going to get under three thousand with that thing, and they <laughs> made it by one dollar. One dollar. One price is right rules. Shiny dollar. Yes. And um, and they, they, we, we I, got a ship I thought date. They overbid, so I bid a buck. Yeah, we got a we got a ship date. If you consider a month to be a ship date, <laughs> but it's before better than by the, the end, end of the year. year. Mm-hmm. Now they've refined that and said yeah. it's really before the end of the year, well, but not but within thirty days of the end yeah, of well, the year. It, it's kind of like the iMac from last year when they made the super thin iMac and said yeah. December. Then again, that shit that that's that shipping slipped. So it did slip. It's possible and that really hurt Apple's. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. this is not a consumer product. Right. So if it's if, if it ships, thing. it wouldn't shock me if the Mac Pro ships on December thirty first. And that's okay. Happy New Year, folks. You know, it, it wouldn't. Yeah, throw. I, throw I, the Mac Pro in the air. I think they should do a tie-in with uh, with the rockin' New Year's Eve crowd. <laughs> they should drop of a the Mac crystal Pro ball in, in from the top Square, of Times Square. It's a giant Mac Pro dropping down. Yeah, and, and everybody Ryan throws their garbage says, in it. Why it's the year of the Mac Pro, everybody, <laughs> and and then. There we you all go, go home. Um, I gotta say, that I, idea is copyrighted. Yeah. Philip Meyer's <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah, good. I. Uh, you know, this is the first time I really got to look at one up close ah, yes. because they did have one in sort of like a rotating glass yeah. case. At I got to see it at WWDC, yeah. but you didn't. Uh, and right. and it's a nice looking machine. I got to say, yeah. like it is, especially in the shots they're showing with like it on people's desks. Like I can't remember, God, putting a Mac Pro on your desk in the old, you no. know, like that seemed dumb, right? It went under the desk, right? Because it's huge. It's like this putting a so statue small. on your desk. I feel like you could just you stick some <laughs> a statue with a giant fan. Yeah, <laughs> stick some flowers <laughs> in the top of the new MacBook yeah, Pro. Yeah, sure. It's got that, but it's a it's a nice looking machine. I'm curious. A lot of the backlash that we saw when it got first announced is that it's not the Mac Pro that you know so many people who love the Mac Pro wanted necessarily. It's got great hardware, but a lot of people were complaining. Oh, you can't. It's no, no internal expansion yeah. and, and any of that. And it's like, well. Apple's whole sales sales pitch on it is uh, if you want expandability, take yeah. it take it outside, take yeah. it take it outside on Thunderbolt, and uh, they were very clear about that. It's got like six Thunderbolt ports, yeah. and but it's a it's a impressive machine. It'll be really interesting to get our hands on it eventually. Can't wait, yeah, and see how it how it does. But you know how they, I spent my Christmas vacation. They touted you know some <laughs> of the professionals that they got using it, including Dean Devlin, uh, who uh, worked on Independence Day and and yeah. you know does a lot of video editing leverage. And, Leverage, yeah, and so you know, talking about, and we saw it in the hands-on area driving two 4K displays. Yeah. I mean, that are not seamless, from Apple. Seamlessly, I, we were <laughs> sort of hoping, I think, that there'd be an Apple uh, 4K or Retina display announcement today, but instead, they 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 had some third-party 4K displays that it was running. But it was pretty impressive. That's a lot of pixels. Two 4K, two 32-inch yeah. 4K displays and uh, playing back 4K video. And I think you can run a. Th- third off it too you I can was, you yeah, can do so two like, two from thunderbolt and one from uh hdmi let me tell you my word documents would just be so big i know seriously so you've spent your 29.99 on your mac pro or your 12.99 on your macbook pro retina display what do i have left over to spend on os 10 mavericks well i'll tell you friends the low low price of free you'll keep that dollar yeah. underneath the 29.99 because uh they you don't need it. They announced, Mavericks the, they announced is free. the pricing I, and availability. You, and you're saying to yourself, Phil, mm-hmm. well, free is all well and good, but I am a caveman who's still running Snow Leopard like a savage. Right. And I say to you, 
No problem, friend. If you've got Snow Leopard, if you've got Lion, if you've got Mountain Lion, it doesn't matter. If your system is capable of running Mavericks, it's free. There's one download. You don't have to download interim updaters. You don't have to do anything. This Even if you're running Snow Leopard, boop, super brilliant. Mavericks. A friend of mine literally was complaining to me two days ago. He's like, oh, I'm having this problem with my MacBook. It's slowing down. I'm like, oh, well, what are you running on there? He's like, well, I think it's Leopard. Snow Leopard. Oh. I was like... Well, you know, they've, they've introduced some things through there. It's like, oh, yeah, so I'm on, this is 10.6. You're saying 10.7's out? I'm like, dude, they're releasing 10.9 this week. You know? <laughs> Maybe it's time to catch up with the rest of us. Yeah. So it's nice that you don't have to do like a dance of like, all right, first I got to upgrade to Lion. First I got to, you know, yeah. just one thing. Because you used to have to upgrade done. to Lion and get the App Store and right, then upgrade to, to buy it, it was, Lion. It and, and, yeah. I guess that's a con- nice contrast with what's going on in the Windows world huh. right now where people upgrading to Windows 8.1 have to have to do that dance of yeah of a thousand updates. and they kept and they kept the system requirements fairly reasonable it, yep. the, the cutoffs aren't as bad as they've I mean, been they in the past like 2007 for, for some, some models that's, yeah. that's a long way to yeah. get a brand new operating system six years later or free we don't know how it'll run but yeah. it'll be interesting i i think the free thing it didn't really surprise I me mean, we've seen this coming down right like you know oh yeah updates used to be 129 bucks i wasn't surprised at all that it 29 was or you know and then they were 20 and it's like i think they just you know wanted to ios get to is a point. free right right ios has been free since the beginning and a, a lot of stuff you know a lot of people have hypothesized it's more of a an accounting thing um right. but it used to used to be i think there were right. some rules but and i don't so think they I think, are anymore. yeah and it just it makes sense i mean for them there's not a lot of margin on selling us twenty dollars software, and they want ev- they want their developers on the latest and greatest, right? They, and they want everybody using iCloud and right. the latest stuff, it's, features of iCloud that are in there because that'll sell more iPhones. Less supporting and, older versions yeah. is nice. I mean, all of this yeah. really plays to saving is, costs. They don't make money with their operating system sales or their software sales. I mean, that was really, I, I would say, one of the, if not the most clear message in the entire presentation today was. We're going to give our software away for free. Either we're going to give it away for free, period, or we're going to give it away free when you buy our hardware. And the message there is we, we're proud of our software. We make good software. But it's not the point. The point is buy our stuff, buy our hardware. And that's, that's where Apple is different from a lot of its competitors. And so that's, they're, they're going all in on that and just saying, look, it's free. It's free. Take it. It'll make your, it'll make your hardware take better. It. Take it. Just take it. Walk Go off. Away. Go ahead. Like Walk a away. Little box of OSs on the yeah. on the side of the <laughs> Mavericks. Road. Got your free, Mavericks here. Free, free Mavericks. Good home. Right. We got kittens and Mavericks. Ooh. Free. Mavericks. <laughs> Take <So>, Mavericks. <laughs> the kittens in the box are saying "Take Mavericks" yeah, instead. Yeah, that's, that's your little, trademarked idea. That's right. I'll take that. Free kittens plus Mavericks. I like my Mac Pro idea better. So we've talked uh, Mavericks, Mac Pro, MacBook Pro, iPads, and software. Did that cover it all? Have we covered it all? Was there anything else announced that, and, that yeah, I've, I've blocked Pro from my memory? MacBook well, Pro Eddie and Q's new album. Eddie Q has yeah, a new album there's coming a new, out. There's, a, there's new cases. Oh, yeah, for the iPads. For the iPads. Say. They're Which very much like the old cases. Basically the old cases. They're the, you know, I, I was um, kind of hoping that they would do take a page from the Microsoft book and Apple would do their own keyboard yeah. attachment for the iPad because I think it would be wildly popular. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, it's very much like Apple to say, hey, those accessories are popular. Let's get in on some of that action. Let's sell a bunch of those and make a lot of money. And I, I wonder if maybe there's a philosophical um, I think that's uh, just disagreement about using a keyboard on an iPad that makes it sort of verboten. Because I, I see people talking about Microsoft Surface only in one context, which is, oh, it's got that keyboard cover. Right. And there are keyboard covers for the 
iPad. So it's a little bit silly, but certainly it would be a very different thing if Apple said, you know, we we made a super cool light keyboard, you know, cover thing too. But I think they, the problem is know, it gets I'm to that. It is a philosophical thing, I think, I think so. with the same way that Tim was talking about PCs that are PCs as opposed to PCs that are tablets slash PCs, right? I think they, they see a clear delineation there, I believe. Yeah, and, and they'll let you use a keyboard. Do, yeah, you can use a Bluetooth keyboard. You can use one of those keyboard cases, do whatever you want, but they just aren't interested in making one. Yeah, it's the single-button mouse debate for oh, a new yeah. generation. It is, it is a little bit. Yeah. I, I Also, one thing that I noticed in Pages, they, they have added uh, something that was a convention, I, I think, that's basically been come up with by a bunch of desperate iOS app developers, which is um, I need more keyboard oh, the than the operating system will give me, so I'll add a little bar that looks like it's sitting on top of the keyboard. And Apple does that in Pages now, where there's like a bold button it and has an underline button. It has a tab button, which, thank God, because yeah. there was no tab button in the original version of so, Pages, and it was maddening. On one level, it's it's funny that Apple's doing it that way, because Apple could also, you know, update the keyboard sure. to allow people to define things that way. But it's still funny that, that this is one of those cases where third-party developers showed the way. They were really yeah. clever and adding something that looked like the keyboard even though it really wasn't. It was part of the app. And Apple has adopted that in pages for iOS. So I thought that was a pretty funny little little wrinkle that we saw today. So back earlier this year when Apple really wasn't releasing all that much. Tim, <laughs> anything. Or, or anything. <laughs> uh, Tim Cook gave that, that statement, hey, we got some stuff coming in the, in the third quarter and beyond into 2014. Yeah. And um, while we certainly can't you know, talk about 2014 with any real authority, I don't think. Yes, we can. No. I come from the future. Mm. Unfortunately, it's just this afternoon. Apple has, has set the stage for... Have a soda. For the rest of the year. Yes. Um, what do we think of that stage? What do we think of Apple's worldview as we sit here on October 22nd, looking looking at the, the rest of 2013 and where Apple has uh, positioned itself? Well, you know, brand new products pretty much in every category they have, yep. right? I mean, and that's not insignificant going into the holiday season because not only, obviously, the big draws, I think, going into the holiday season are iOS devices these days. Yeah. And they've set up a totally new slate of those. Except for the iPod Touch, which seems to have not yeah, changed. Yeah, the iPods did not get a single mention today unless no they love. were quietly updated on the side. Um, so, yeah, so we've signed a, a whole new slate of iOS devices, new, des- your new uh, laptops, um, you know, they're pretty much positioned themselves incredibly well for this holiday quarter. I think it's going to be quite a quite a blockbuster it always, quarter. It always is. This and is I, their best quarter of the year, sure. and they are pr- and positioned they've now, again they've for now that. primed themselves every year, as we were saying earlier, you know, readjusting their schedule so that everything is lined up to go when the holiday season comes around. Um, and next week, we'll see how they did in the previous quarter and uh, with those 9 million iPhones, I guess, among other things. Um, and I, I think it's a, it's a good slate of stuff. I think there's still going to be people who complain that there's nothing super innovative. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, in, in our, some ways, it's just about them making better products. Our dear friend Chris Breen had a had a interesting uh, tweet about that actually, and 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 to a certain extent, he he. Um he put some of the blame on Apple, that uh, Apple uses the word innovate a lot for for products that are very good but are more iterative than, than sure. innovative. Well, you don't want to come out and say, we've got the iteratively yeah. new best products. It's I, a marketing I, spiel. I, I understand right. there's, there's right. a marketing push here, but in a way, Apple is they've, kind they've of the, a victim of its own, yeah. of its uh, own I success. I would argue that this is the biggest change to the iPad since the iPad was released. Uh, iPad 2 was was a change, 
But this is the first real rethink on the iPad. And again, it is iteration, but it is a bigger a bigger change than we've seen from that product since it was uh, announced in in 2010. And, it, and it's it's kind of they're doing that thing where they sort of in some cases literally start shaving off things and sort of <laughs> distilling yeah. a process into yeah yeah into, distilling a product into its you know purest form in some ways. Well, you know, a few years ago, there was the iPad and there was the iPhone. And now you turn around now or you you come forward in time to right now. And what, what do you get? You've got, there's like these color iPhones plus this crazy high-end iPhone with a touch sensor. There's like this light iPad and then there's this super tiny light iPad. I mean, it is, they, you, the individual iterations aren't always super exciting and people right. people can scowl at them but uh, not only does apple have the results in terms of sales but it's also uh yeah. you know that's just what they do you turn around a couple of years later when you're in line for the next ipad and you realize oh wow this is so much better well, than it, my old one it makes you wonder like i mean really would you have been better off if you had if they had released an ipad done nothing for 3 years and then released a yeah. totally new rethought ipad i don't think people would be any happier with that no or or take it the other way which is or you know what if they rev the ipad every 6 months like they do with the with with the like, ipad 3 and the ipad 4 and phones. everybody and everybody just shrugs but it's like hey it's a new ipad but it's really not that different from the old ipad sure. and only once it's in a while that sweet spot yeah it's 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 tricky ipad ipod classic by the way still still, still up kicking? at the apple store so so the iPods continue with last year's colorful, years. colorful iPod years tomorrow, touch models. I believe, yeah. or Tuesday this week. Yeah, um, yeah. So it, it is interesting, and, it, and certainly it is iterative. I think we'll still, you know, obviously Apple can't afford to sit on its existing product line or continue just to refine its existing product lines forever. So at some point, we will see them enter a new product category. I feel pretty confident about yeah, that. Yeah, I think it'll happen in 2014. In fact, I think that's a good bet. Yeah, that, but not not for the not for Christmas. They do that. They do that crazy stuff mostly in the spring mm-hmm. because that way it allows them to ramp up production and figure it out before they get to the holidays. So I, I would not be surprised at all if in the first quarter of 2014 we see Apple entering one or more new product categories. You know, whether it's wearables, whether it's TV, or even something that hasn't been anticipated yet. I think that's happening. It's just not happening for the holidays because there's no way they could. They could make do it. that at MacWorld High World. They could, mm-hmm. but they won't. Yeah, well. They'll just call an event with seven days' notice, and Dan will fly across the country in a middle seat to attend it. <laughs> I'm gonna, if I keep having to do this, I'm just going to buy my own plane, guys. <laughs> All right. Good luck with that. Well, I think we'd better uh, wrap things up before Apple announces something else today. Yeah, it could be. Um, it just Let's le- check. It leaves me to thank you, Jason Snell. Thank you, Philip Michaels. And you, Dan Morin, my thank favorite guest. Oh, yes. Well, it's a pleasure to be here, Phil. Thank you. The Macworld Podcast has been brought to you by LearnVest. Go to www.learnvest.com slash Macworld for more information. And thank you listeners for joining us here on the Macworld Podcast. Uh, We'll talk to you next week. 